0: Where Nobody Knows Your Name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. I'm John. And I'm James. And we're back again with uh, episode 3, The
1: Tortelli Tort. This episode aired on the 14th of October, 1982. The first episode, which is color-centric. Carla-centric.
0: No, it's a good one. We get to see a bit more about Carla and her loyalty to Sam, which I think is a, a really nice thing that they explore.
1: They've known each other, I assume, not long from this episode. Mm. But clearly, Carla's a big baseball fan, and I do find it admirable how supportive she is of Sam, both in his career and the personal challenges he's gone through in his life.
0: Let's bring this back to what happens in the episode. So, normal setting, but uh, the radio or TV's on. Everyone's watching uh, with the Red Sox versus the Yankees. And uh, after a lose from the Red Sox, we get Eddie the, uh, Eddie the pig. Big Eddie comes into the bar and he starts uh, jabbing a few ribs, I guess.
1: You know, I can't see why you people are such bad losers. You've had so much experience. <laughs> Carla gets more and more irate because of the taunts from Eddie and because of the loyalties and support we've spoken of. Mm. until she jumps on him and hits his yeah. head against the bar.
0: Well, I guess we've, even before that, Eddie realises and recognises Sam as an old baseball player taunts him a bit about that and then realizes about sam's alcohol problem and sort of has recovered from that he starts mocking a bit and i think there's some Mm. nice quotes there like the bases were
1: loaded and so were you you, yeah and that
0: that's kind of where carla's real anger comes from the red Sox issue is obviously very dedicated but also then moves to sam and that's where her anger sort of lies that's when she jumps on top of eddie
1: that was a very human aspect where they're not just supporting the red Sox or the yankees because as soon as he walked in wearing merchandise and Yankees attire. There was already an animosity there. But Sam said, you know, we're just trying to have a nice calm bar here. We don't want to get into anything. But after he started mocking Sam because of his alcoholism, that's when it took a much more sinister edge.
0: And I guess that kind of is the setup. He says to Sam, I'm going to sue you unless you fire her. That's then Sam's loyalty to Carla because he recognises that she is there defending him and he doesn't want to fire her because of that. That's where the sort of story comes from, place of loyalty and friendship and defending someone's honour. Ultimately, Carla defends Sam, but Sam ultimately in the whole episode defends Carla as well and makes sure that she's going to be alright and doesn't get fired, which is identified in the episode as the easy thing for him to do. And we sort of get a bit more of Diane's aspect as the philosopher tries to get Carla to see a therapist.
1: That's exactly what happens, and it's one of the first episodes where it explores psychology. Diane is well-versed in quite a few subjects, but I felt it was one of the first episodes which explored emotions and mental health. You'll have to forgive Carla, she gets a little over-emotional at times. But please bear in mind, you are in an alien camp, Tact is perhaps your wisest recourse.
0: In the cold opening, we're introduced to napkins. The coach has sold a bunch of napkins, which he believes all have individual jokes on. But they don't, obviously. Do you want to explain the joke? Because I'm, I'm not, not sure if I fully understand it. Um, and I guess that's maybe uh, the point.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it's even a joke, but it's a great conversation starter. <laughs> these things are a real conversation starter.
0: No, coach, this is not a conversation starter. Do you see these awful napkins? Yeah, they stink. <laughs> see what I mean? The place is a buzz.
1: It's another explanation of coach's naivety. It's an interesting one for coach because although it's very much a Carla episode it also revealed why coach may be delusional as he is because he's probably received 100 fastballs to the head in his time because 101 by the end of the episode (laughs) <laughs> With the astros around him, you know, that many concussions and head injuries, he's bound to Sussle. suffer. <laughs> Tom Reeder wrote this episode, and it was interesting to see that this was the first episode he'd written of Cheers. Despite it being the first episode, he managed to deliver this information about these two lesser characters than Sam and Diane.
0: Mm. I guess that's, that's it. This, this was the first episode that kind of established definitely Carla as a more prominent role, and then also a lot of backstory to Coach. And like you say, Reeder had huge influence on that as the writer of the episode. Episode three is still so early days but he's already honed in some key traits about characters. Now,
1: we've mentioned Big Ed. Pig, Pig Ed. Pig Ed. Big Eddie. And he's played by Rob Karabatsos. Mm. He went on to be a guest on the TV show Coach with Craig T. Nelson. But this one I'd found quite interesting, given who one of the guest stars was in the second episode. Rob Karabatsos went on to play a character called Cliff, in an episode of the Wayans Brothers.
0: It's all fitting together very early on. But I think that's something that we sort of recognised about the series is that a lot of the characters and guest characters who are fairly unknown do go on to then head up their own shows, which is quite interesting to see that. Cheers seems to be quite a big starting point for a lot of people, even in its early days, where people have then went on and been noticed by executive producers or been taken forward as actors. There's also quite a little crude side story with um, a man named Fred, whose um, sister, sister dies. <laughs> but everyone in the bar Cheers, everyone
1: knows that it's good news. He hates all of them. They did not have a good relationship. I've got trivia about Fred as well. You've got well, trivia? Well, about John Fiedler, who played Fred. I saw him and I recognised him and I didn't know where from. He was juror number two in 12 of Angry Men. Again, sharing a namesake, he played Mr. Peterson, a recurring character in The Bob Newhart Show.
0: George, I think writers just they weren't very creative back then. <laughs> they ha- what what re- names did, did they go for? There weren't
1: as many names back then. This is what I thought was great about John Fiedler, which, watching this episode, you wouldn't have realised. He was the voice of Piglet from 1968 to 2005. That's quite a high pitch, though. That's what I found surprising, but almost 40 years of voicing Piglet. Well done, him. As I said, it's an episode specifically about Carla, and Mm. not only do we get to know her personality more, but we get to know some details about where she grew up. She mentioned that she grew up on Federal Hill, which is a part of Providence, Rhode Island, known for its Italian-American community. I liked the detail. Mm. And thought that went into writing that they didn't just say New Jersey or some other state known for a large Italian American community and populace.
0: Well I guess that's that's sort of what makes Cheers really well constructed, is that it's based off the Bull and Finch pub. So I think a lot of the characters are sort of based on real life people as well. And that's where that kind of detail comes from.
1: Do you know what inspired Glenn Les and James Bowes to write Cheers? No, but I feel like you're gonna tell me. They had a local bar and they went to it and wanted to write a sitcom. About bar, <laughs> so their research was drinking.
0: That was our research. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. <laughs> I've realised we haven't talked about the ending of the episode. Eddie comes back to the bar to meet Sam. Sam tries to organise it so Carla isn't there at the time. But she shows up with her new therapist. And Eddie begins to test her because Sam says she's changed. And she says she's changed. And he starts going through a lot of taunting as she's stood there clenched fists. But she shows restraint. She stands there and doesn't really move at all. Until he he eventually gives in and says...
1: Okay, Sam. I'm going to drop the whole thing. Working here is punishment enough
0: But it shows her resilience And then ultimately she gets asked for a drink Throws a glass across the bar or (laughs) someone I think it's that kind of typical sitcom kind of thing Of you went through an episode But ultimately it's back where it kind of began She's a feisty Red Sox fan And uh, she's going to stay that way And she'll defend her team And her boss Sam and her friend Sam No matter what (laughs) Ah the mail just arrived Living trivia trivia time Living trivia Getting all those letters in Quick question, I think you'll know this one. What does the napkin say, James?
1: Did you hear a buck snort? Yeah, you got it, you got it.
0: Probably the most contentious thing was about those napkins.
1: I hope that it lives on
0: throughout the series.
1: As I said, this is a Carla episode. How many siblings does Carla have?
0: You know, I don't know, James, but I'm going to go for a stab in the dark. Six.
1: That's correct. Yes. Six older brothers and sisters.
0: What ice hockey team does Eddie insult?
1: The Bruins.
0: Hey, uh, I wish you hadn't have said that about the Bruins. Why, are you a Bruin fan? No, I'm a Bruin. <laughs> so that was a lovely sort of end to, to I guess,
1: Eddie's... Uh, oh, how the mighty... I, <laughs> I have a question about Eddie. What is Ed's surname? Not stated in the episode. It's listed on... CBS. Once again,
0: stab in the dark. Eddie
1: King. No, Kellner. I was
0: very close. Got this right first letter. Okay, here we go. So whilst talking to Carla, Eddie uh, states that since 1918, the Yankees have won how many world championships?
1: 26.
0: No. Eddie states that they've won 23.
1: But they'd only won twenty. 20- by that point, Yes, yeah,
0: so you, you knew the kind of the, the fact behind it, which was whether it was intentional or not, they scripted it. Loud guy who just come in, didn't really know what he was saying, and he didn't really care. He just wanted to get his point across with incorrect facts. It yeah. made him seem arrogant and sort of not really knowing what he was talking about, which I think is potentially what they were going for.
1: In this episode, Diane reels off or mentions subjects she studied in mm. college. Can you list three of them?
0: English psychology. That's two. They say, when did you take psychology? She's like, oh, before English and after something else, or something along the lines of that. I just can't remember.
1: Subjects listed in this episode are pre-law, art, English lit, psychology, and Indian studies. Just
0: bouncing from all the sort of cornerstones of culture, but she likes to consider herself as the cultured one amongst, I mean, I think she uses the word pigs at times. It kind of also reduces her stance as the voice of reason, because she hasn't committed to anything. Or, the opposite, she's studied so much, she's so wise.
1: Wise, Diane, they call her.
0: What were we thinking here, James? How would you sum the episode up?
1: I thought it was a good episode. I'm not particularly a sports fan, but I felt that this episode, despite being centred around a sports theme... Mm managed to hit enough emotional notes throughout Mm. the episode, and comedic notes, I thought that they hit that well enough that you didn't have to be as interested in sports as the characters evidently were.
0: So you say, it was was a really well-balanced episode.
1: And I saw an interview, I think it was with Ted Danson, and he was talking about how he wasn't a jock as an actor. He was this lanky guy, and getting into the role of Sam, he had to move differently to get into that sportsman-like mentality, and he said that the sitcom did help to the gap between sports entertainment and scripted entertainment
0: so yeah amongst all the sport we had that running narrative with the little napkins to keep us going so what do you say james should we sit back relax and uh, read a napkin
1: i think we should Jeff. thank
0: you for listening to when, when nobody, nobody knows your, your name, name.